I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. I am Billy Embody. With me is Shay Dixon. We're going to lead off with a little bit of a heat check. It's getting warmer in South Louisiana. Everybody's gearing up for summer, and LSU is targeting some of the top prospects around the country. And Shay and I are going to kind of share a couple of prospects each that LSU is trending in the right direction, getting a little warmer in a sense as far as where they stand in those recruitments. And we're going to go one out of state, one in state. So let's jump right in. Shay, we both went defensive side of the ball for this in-state part of our uh, heat check. And uh, they shouldn't come as a surprise for our listeners. We'll get to our out-of-state predictions, which uh, also uh, are well-known LSU targets. But you went safety with your prediction. Yeah, I did. And I think I kind of went safe with my prediction. I feel like I'm, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm choosing a guy who I feel maybe best about ends up in this class. And Billy, we've talked about it on the show before. You look at the top of the state rankings right now, like I've got on threes pulled up. Dominic McKinley out of Acadiana is the number 14 player in the country. Wardell Max, the number 26 player in the country. Trey Des Green is one of the top tight ends in the country. All those guys are uncommitted. All of them still trending to LSU on the RPM. But I'll pick the guy who's ranked fourth in the state right now, Joel Rogers up at West Feliciana. Um, he was at practice, been to a couple practices now, but I saw him at practice last week. And he spent a lot of time with the defensive backs, just hanging, watching, walking kind of through every position drill with them. Major Burns had come over and spent some time with him. Another Baton Rouge uh, guy, and I guess for Rogers, Baton Rouge area guy, but I just get the sense, even though Oklahoma and Bama recently and a number of schools have come in and offered, we're talking about a St. Francisville kid who the staff is on and recruiting heavily and made the offer to right after his junior season. They have him high on the board. He did not have to wait until summer camp. Uh, for a number of reasons, I feel like he's one that's not going to leave the state. It's going to be easy for his family to see him play his college football at LSU. So I'll go local um, and with a safety, as you said, and someone who uh, will address this in a bit, Billy, I think is one of the most important positions this cycle for LSU. Well, you got to feel safe with your pick the way Lundy's guarding uh, the front window there in the, in the background and now uh, taking a break from uh, the duties uh, of the guard dog. But I'm also going local. And Deshaun McBride out of Denham Springs is a versatile prospect safety linebacker wherever he ends up uh depending on how his body grows and develops he's going to be a player in my opinion i got a got a chance to see him in seven on seven really ran well moved around well really long athletic player um whether he ends up or, at safety or linebacker is uh still up uh for you know deciding in the future as he grows but i feel like lsu since offering has cemented themselves as probably the team to beat in this recruitment. 
And I think when you look at the, you know, way college football is going overall, you need guys like him. You need players that can move down into the box if they are back there at safety. You need players who can run and cover if they're at linebacker. And Deshaun McBride brings that. And I think LSU's done a really nice job prioritizing him. He's gotten some big offers. Uh, he's one of the top prospects in Louisiana and somebody I think could be poised to rise up the ranks. He had a terrific junior year, and I think he'll only build off of that as a senior. So I, I think LSU goes right down the road, kind of like you, and uh, will land Deshaun McBride at some point. And uh, I, I feel like that's a pretty safe bet as well. So uh, I've got my dog, I've got my cat protecting me on those picks, just like you uh, have Lundy. So uh, those are two pretty safe bets, I, I feel like, for LSU uh, when we look at this 2024 recruiting class, especially in the state of Louisiana. We go outside the state, but not too far for both of our next picks out of state. Two prospects LSU's trending for, in our opinion. Shay, you went at a position of need and one that LSU fans know well. Yes, I... I'll switch it down uh, to the D line on this pick uh, and I'll go Charleston Collins. And I guess I'm playing it a little safe again. I'm picking a kid, not from Louisiana because that's the rules. I had to go outside the state. So I'll go to a border state. I'll go up to Arkansas and man, I, I get, I'm looking at this on three profile. I guess I can count it up. I bet he's been to campus as many times as any out of state D lineman has been, including Colin Simmons. Uh, over the past year. Um, he's just been, whether it was at games or a summer camp or spring visits a year ago or already visiting this spring, he has given LSU the attention uh, that I think warrants them being the team that's in the lead on the on three RPM. And we're talking about a kid who's 6'4", 250. LSU's worked him out at camp. They like him. You're going through a transition right now, Billy, to a new D-line coach. We don't know who that is yet. I think once that hire is made, one of the first kind of big priorities for him will be building up that relationship with Charleston Collins. And it doesn't seem Collins is in a rush to make a decision right this second. So I think that bodes well for LSU. My guess with him is he's one of those guys, Billy, that LSU hires a new D line coach. He makes a couple of official visits in you know, the spring and summer. And before his senior year, he says something to where, Hey, I'm committed to this school. And then he focuses kind of the rest on, hey, look, I'm a senior now. I'm focusing on football and graduating and all those things. So I like what they've done so far. And even without a D-line coach, I'll pick a D-lineman. I like Charleston Collins and, and their chances there. Yeah, that, that's a good pick. And, and one that, you know, when you lose a position coach, certainly could throw a wrench in it. But you mentioned the amount of time LSU will have to build that relationship with the new D-line coach. Uh, as far as Charleston Collins goes. And I, I like that pick a lot. And I, I think there are numerous programs that are seeing what he could bring to the table from an athletic perspective. Um, Auburn uh, just had him on campus or, again, numerous other programs in the mix there. But LSU sits in a good spot ahead of official visits. I'll go on the other side of the line and I'll go offensive lineman. And one that as I dive deeper into his recruitment and he's somewhat quiet, uh, but a prospect that has been to LSU before, been on campus, and Brad Davis has prioritized from the get-go a really nice early offer here uh, to Beaumont United offensive lineman Weston Davis. So just on the other side of the border, again, from Louisiana, but a guy who sits as the number 54 overall prospect in the country, the number seven offensive tackle nationally. 
Alabama does lead the on recruiting prediction machine. I'll note that Bama has an official visit set up with Weston Day. So they are a factor in his recruitment. I do think that LSU, Texas A&M, are among the other programs battling it out for him. He's somebody that also plays basketball, so he hasn't been able to take as many visits as he probably wanted to this spring, but he will be at LSU some point very soon. Um, he was you know, unable to attend uh, the junior day earlier this month because of the basketball tournament. He'll pop up on campus, and I think Brad Davis is going to secure an official visit. I like the way LSU is recruiting him. I like that they were early on him. I think as you look at guys at various points in their recruitment, some guys are well into setting official visits. Some guys are well down the road toward making a decision. Weston Davis might not be that guy. He needs to take some visits, see which schools he really likes. But from all I've heard, he's given LSU some positive vibes. I think they're right there near the top, if not the top of his recruitment. So we'll continue to monitor Weston Davis, who will pop up on campus at some point for a visit. And I think Brad Davis is uh, doing a nice job recruiting him. Uh, yeah, Brad Davis has proven uh, so far since he's been here that he can recruit both in-state and out of the, outside the state. He was one of the first names I feel like we heard about in the class, Weston Davis was. And you know, Billy, um, pop quiz time. Who just got the key to the city in Beaumont with LSU Connections? Very recently, within the last week, it's a woman, a female. Alexis Morris. That's right. Yep. So Beaumont, Beaumont's uh, newest key to the city holder is an LSU uh, graduate, national champion. I love that. Shout out Lupe Tortilla in uh, in Beaumont. It's a it's a good stop between Baton Rouge and Houston when you're going to go see some high school games. So keep that in mind for our all but, our recruit Knicks out there. And I'll say this. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm joking about it. I'm not joking about Alexis Morris. I'm serious. She got the key to the city. But – um, I do know her parents were and family were in at every game. Like Beaumont to Baton Rouge is not far if you're going to watch your kid play football or you're trying to go home on the weekends or whatever it might be. So even though he's a Texas kid, I think that location there for me is one that's that's intriguing, right? Like that's about as close as it gets if you're in Texas to being in Baton Rouge. No question about it. So proximity maybe going to play a factor for Weston Davis, you know, judging on how his recruitment's going so far, LSU, A&M, among the top schools, Bama, obviously a little bit of a stretch outside of LSU and A&M distance-wise, but all three of those schools right in the mix for him, and we'll see. Maybe one day he gets the key to the city of Beaumont uh, if he were to come uh, to LSU or, you know, who knows, wherever he goes. But uh, we do have some big remaining needs to monitor for LSU, and it is early still in this recruiting cycle. But some of those needs are emerging. We've talked about them on the podcast before, but it's a good time to reset. Spring is winding down just a little over a week left uh, before spring wraps up for LSU. And then the coaches will get out on the road. They're going to be prioritizing a few positions of need. And you went also on the defensive side of the ball. We might as well on pretty much all defense on this uh, podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
I think that's a big need for him in this cycle is defense. And hey, defense wins championships. Okay, so I'm digging through the list of sort of um, DB safety athlete types because my pick is safety. And I think that is the biggest position of need for them. And I look at them right now in camp, Billy, and the current team, your two starters are in their final year, really, Major Burns and Greg Brooks. Both of them are injured. And that was one of the worst case scenarios because their backups are Matthew Langlois, who's injured and still recovering, I guess, recovering from an injury. Jordan Allen, who's really at what now in a second year or yeah, second year with the program and uh, is now thrust into first team reps. You've got Ryan Yates taking first team reps as a kid who just came out of Denton Geyer, what, 15 minutes ago. And Sage Ryan, who is one of the safeties, is having to be your starting nickel because guys like Deuce Chestnut, who transferred in from Syracuse, are injured and not out there for spring. So I think spring has shown me how shallow they are at safety. And look, Toviano, who I'm high on, and you are as well, and he's played, we've seen him at corner, nickel, safety. He was a safety in high school, but they've wanted him at corner. Ashton Stamps was a safety in high school. They want him at corner. If their long-term goal is to develop those guys as corners, you got to get some safeties. So I think this, for me, all ties together well because I look at their commitment list for LSU, and they've got who? One safety, Maurice Williams committed. Um, I think you need at least three. And the two guys that we had on our in-state list earlier, Deshaun McBride and Joel Rogers, can fill that out. Deshaun McBride set Denham Springs interception record with nine picks this past season. Uh, Joel Rogers played quarterback and uh, safety uh, up at West Feliciana. So he's a really versatile guy. And then I always like to look okay around Texas, Arkansas, Mississippi, Georgia sometimes. Who's out there that you have a shot at? We've mentioned guys like Joshua Lair, Kadavian Dotson-Walker, who we're going to talk about here in a moment, that's visiting soon. There's guys out there. I think that they have to keep Maurice Williams, get McBride and Joel Rogers, and then move forward from there. Because let's be real, Derek Williams was a really good safety who got out of the state a year ago. That can't happen again. These two top guys have to stay home if I'm feeling good about the safety position. Yeah, and they're bringing in Kylan Jackson this summer who will add to that. No, I forgot about Kylan. Yeah. Yep. But look, I mean, I don't think he plays linebacker, but he sure plays like a linebacker. I think they need a cover safety, a free safety, a guy that can really get back there and and cover ground. And I think Joel Rogers is a great pick for that. There are a lot of safeties out there that LSU is after. Kerry Cooks has really done a nice job blanketing the country, really going after safety. So uh, he's had a nice mix of prospects on campus and there's going to be dominoes that fall. And I I think LSU is in a position where they can probably come away with some of those in-state targets. Like we talked about, keep Maurice Williams potentially, and also come away with another quality out-of-state safety, which would really solidify that room long-term. And yeah. where are you going with this? What are you picking? Yeah, yeah. I am I'm going edge, Ooh. so pass rusher. You, you lose B.J. Ojolari to the NFL draft. You see Deshaun Womack coming in as a five-star and getting up to about 6'5", 270 already. Brian Kelly obviously said earlier this spring that you know, they're still not sure if he'll play Jack or if he'll play strong side defensive end. That strong side defensive end spot is uh, well stocked with talent. Savion Jones, Quincy Wiggins, um, Jackson Howard's got some size and can add more to his frame. But, you know, they've got to address the pass rusher spot. And 
I, I did a piece on the Bengal Tiger. So subscribe if you haven't already to the BengalTiger.com. Get a free Founders Club hat um, and, and check us out over there. But they do have options. They have a lot of guys that they've hosted for visits. They have uh, players that they've been linked to for a long time. We always talk about Colin Simmons, the five-star plus prospect out of Duncanville, Texas. C.J. Jackson out of Georgia has visited. LSU is going to get an official visit from him. Jordan Ross is out of Alabama, and he's got LSU in the mix for an official visit. And they've got some other names they're after as well. But this is also a position that nationally I look at it as pretty deep. And LSU is in deep with a number of those guys. They've got to come away with one of the elite guys. And I think that's so critical. The player, whoever they get, can come in and honestly start right away. Ovia Gofu is going to be gone. Um, they'll they'll have some other guys at that position. But if you can sign a top 100 prospect at this position, and obviously the dream would be for Colin Simmons to be that guy, I think they're going to be in a much better spot. They'll have solidified it with a starter, with an instant impact player. I think Edge is so critical in this 2024 class. Yeah, and look, Harold Perkins can play that spot. I know he's playing middle linebacker right now because that's what they want him to get adjusted to and add to his repertoire because really he was more of an edge guy a year ago, a kind of a gadget player. And I also still am not ruling out Deshaun Womack that can stand up and play the edge spot. And he is 270, so that makes him, you know, a big edge, but he's super athletic. I think you make the point of, okay, great, keep doing that. You got Harold Perkins two years ago. You got Womack this year. Get another one of those type of guys who is an elite edge rusher and can get in the backfield and whether You'd like that guy to stay as a Jack linebacker, of course. But you're right after Ovia Gofu. We don't know what Braden Swinson brings. We don't know what Jackson Howard brings. And those have been the only guys who have been out there at the Jack position in spring ball with John Jancic, their new position coach. So I like it. And it for me, it's kind of the NFL, like each class. One thing that can make a recruiting class a lot better is an elite offensive tackle, an elite edge rusher, and a great quarterback. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, I completely agree. And I, I mean, it's I, I would think it's the most kind of dire need in this 2024 class. I mean, we can debate some some positions, but you look at that group after this season and there's just not a guy. So they've got to land one of those highly touted prospects there after. Again, I did a breakdown on the com for those who want to go more in depth, uh, some options who have offers and also some options who they could offer as uh, spring evals and, and senior seasons unfold. So look out for that. And also we'll continue to dive into some of the other positions, uh, namely the secondary as well, and, and, and assess where LSU stands from an in-depth in perspective. Two prospects LSU is in deep on are Duncanville standouts, Caden Durham and Kadavian Dotson Walker, one of the top running backs in the country and one of the top safeties in the country, respectively. Both are set to hit campus this weekend, Shay, and this visitor list 
we'll have it on the bengaltiger.com so be sure to check that out but they are really emerging as two guys that LSU's had on campus multiple times in both cases and guys at relative positions of need yes well it's we're going to when you tease uh, an upcoming segment, Billy, or I guess a, a bit of a stretch here of time, that Duncanville kids are coming in to visit LSU, they want you to say Colin Simmons. We just got done talking edge rushers. We just got done talking big needs. He's the five-star. At this point, we're not expecting him to come in. That was never part of his plan, I don't believe. But all along, the two other Duncanville kids, and they just had uh, Alex January on campus, what, a week ago, two weeks ago, who's a fourth Duncanville kid, but they'll have Dodson Walker, a safety, who we talked about just a little bit ago, and then Caden Durham at running back. And Caden Durham recently has made a little bit of news. We wrote an article about this because he got offered by LSU in track. He had a really good Texas relays and then got offered by OU in track. And Billy, you correct me if I'm wrong, his mom went to OU. Did she run track at OU? I'm pretty sure she ran track at OU. Is that a death nail for LSU here? I, I've i been in the camp that that Oklahoma is going to be a tough out when it comes to LSU landing Caden Durham. They're doing a really nice job overall uh, recruiting him. They've had him on campus multiple times, and he is set to bring his family. So that is important. They'll get a chance to really see LSU uh, more in-depth this time around, but you know, Oklahoma does a really nice job recruiting those Duncanville kids. They have a former teammate on campus, Savion Bird, uh, and they've just recruited Dallas very well. They've got Emmett Jones now there uh, as their wide receivers coach who has Dallas ties. And DeMarco Murray is a former OU standout NFL running back. And, you know, he's got his uh, claws into a few different running backs nationally. It's a position of need for the Sooners. Uh, but Caden Durham is one of them that they've uh, been relatively all in on for a long time now. I'm looking at the running back. They've Frank Wilson's only offered eight running backs in this class. One's already committed. And I could name you these other guys. And a number of them are heavy leans to other schools already. And even the LSU fan, like I'll run through them. Seven guys. Not oh, six, not including Caden Durham. Jacoby Williams, Brandon Hood, Anthony Carey, Stacey Gage, Kevin Riley, and Cameron Davis. Uh, or excuse me, and Jarrett Gibson. Cameron Davis is committed to Florida State. None of those guys are anybody that we've talked about at any you know extended length at any point in time in this process. To me, it feels like since Louisiana at this point doesn't have a running back that's been offered that it's like, hey, we're Caden Durham or we'll figure it out through the portal because we know in 2025 we can take as many running backs as we want and they can all be from Louisiana because you've got two of the top 10 players, uh, two of the top 10 running backs in the country, Harlan Berry and James Simon from Louisiana. Then you've got a number of others, Deshaun Ford. You can go down that list. Are, you, are we on the same page there? Is it, I don't want to call it Caden Durham or bust, but it doesn't feel like Frank Wilson's pressing any panic buttons if it's not Caden Durham. Yeah, I, I think Cam Davis and, and uh, Jarek Gibson would be two guys to watch as far as if they get to campus. Those are really the only two that I, you know, am watching closely. Jacoby Williams out of Beckville, Texas, has been to campus, but I think he's somebody that could play a boatload of positions, kind of a gadget type, but um, he, he's somebody that LSU is, you know, recruiting. They offered 
I don't know if he wanted to jump on board right now, if they'd necessarily take him. Uh, but if they can get a Cam Davis, if they can get a Derek Gibson on campus, then they can, you know, allocate a little bit more time on those guys, but they haven't made it to campus yet. So right now, again, it, it's kind of like you said, it's not necessarily Caden Durham or Bus, but it's pretty, pretty close. You know, we've got a special treat today. The first half of the pod is football, and the second half is a surprise special guest in uh, in basketball, Matty B. I will yes, also say, is. before I get replaced by Matty B on uh, the mailbag pod this week, he was rocking a 1999 Spurs championship hat, a nice throwback. You seem to be rocking your championship shirt today, but it probably is more recent than Matty B's 1999 Spurs uh, championship. Yeah, the uh, original, uh, not the original, uh, the second Stanley Cup for the Lightning uh, back in 2021, the uh, bubble Stanley Cup. And then, you know, that was the first of two straight, not a big deal. But, Shay, uh, to get through the NHL playoffs, which do start next week, and the Lightning are in it once again, I'm going to need some help from my friends at Rogue Shop. Rogueshop.com, promo code BENGALTIGER gets you 10% off your order at rogueshop.com. They've got gummies, they've got pre-rolls, they've got tinctures, pain cream. If uh, the Lightning were to have a playoff exit, I might have to rub that all over my body. But they do a great job. Richard and Char, uh, a veteran and husband and wife outfit that, you know, specialize in small craft canvas uh, production. They've been great friends of the podcast. Everybody on the message board that talks about it has great things to say. And you know, a lot of them have chatted with Richard or Char in their live chat feature on their website as well. Yeah, my story for this week is I put in an order for uh, some of the soft gel. Well, they've got all these different, like you hear like, okay, different vitamins you can take, right? Well, I didn't realize that they were making them there as well. So uh, I got some multivitamins from them. They had some CBD vitamins on there, um, but also fish oil. Uh, I didn't realize they've got everything from toothpaste uh, on there, even toothpaste for kids. So did not realize that until I dug deeper into the site. So went ahead and put in a little updated order. I'll come back and tell you how it uh, how it rocks next week. But I'm anticipating uh, being happy with it. Haven't have not been displeased uh, so far, Billy. And we've got a lot of people on the board that have jumped on. So that's been shout out to Rogue Shop for that. Yeah, the uh, gummies are a treat uh, too when you just want to settle in and on the couch and then get a good night's sleep as well which uh you and i like to trade stories about that whenever we venture down that road and get some good good night's sleep and you can tell a difference when when you don't yeah billy uh was when i got up this morning i got into our uh, the back end of our system and billy had been writing stories at 2 30 in the morning and i asked him why and he said he didn't get off the hockey rink until like one something in the morning just so you know listeners not only are there people out there playing sports after midnight that are not professionals. Billy's one of them. He's skating after midnight. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's when I need, need rogue shop post uh, to uh, wind down after uh, that adrenaline rush and get off the ice and get into bed at a reasonable time, which I did not last night. So uh, slow moving today and maybe a little rogue shop is in our future. We hope it is in yours as well. So check it out. Rogueshop.com promo code Bengal tiger for 10% off your orders. Shay, appreciate you being on the podcast. It's time for some hoops talk. We're going to bring in Matthew Bruni right now to 
the Bengal Tiger Recruiting Podcast. Live. Matty B, LSU has two commitments on board with Jalen Cook and Jordan Wright out of the transfer portal, both signed on Thursday as we're doing this podcast. Matt McMahon and his staff aren't done yet. They still got a lot of targets out there, but you know, for Cook and Wright to be on board now, that's a good starting point. Uh, and LSU is still targeting some Baton Rouge names uh, to join the, the program as well. Hey, Billy, I'm doing great. Um, I, I, I appreciate y'all's conversation. I put on my Spurs championship hat since Shay was said I haven't won a champion. We haven't won championships since 99. But um, yes, uh, let's start with the two, the two commits, uh, Jalen Cook, Jordan Wright, Obviously, the two names here. Uh, it was actually announced officially from LSU today. Obviously, it's been done for quite a bit now. But uh, Jalen Cook, um, dynamic guard out of Tulane, 20 points per game, back-to-back years, all AAC first-team player, uh, top 15 player in the portal by on three, really checks a huge box for this team because we talked about last year's team a lot. It was like Juice Hill was the only real point guard that you could look to and be like, okay, that's like – a prototypical point guard that can run the offense and can get them into their stuff. Uh, but he was kind of out of his element. Uh, I thought the SEC was a little bit too big for him. Uh, they get Jalen Cook, who obviously was at LSU his first year, Tulane back-to-back years, looking for the step back up in competition. And, I mean, he's just – he has the ball in his hands a lot. But, man, he is just so um, elite with the ball – I mean, with – the way he can shoot it, the way he can dribble, the way he can uh, set up the offense. And I'm interested to see how they build around him. Obviously, Jordan Wright was the first commit uh, out of Vanderbilt, 6'6", uh, wing. I call him a wing. Some people might say guard, but 6'6", wing out of Vanderbilt. Uh, last year of college basketball, I uh, did a great job building up that Vanderbilt uh, program with Jerry Stackhouse. And so he comes over here, knows what he's doing, knows knows what he's looking for, knows how to compete in the SEC Um We'll be interested to see how his shooting numbers improve, 31% from three last year. But I think a big thing with him is the defensive end. This team is going to need some wing defenders out there. So you get him and Tyrell Ward, that's a pretty good combination on the wing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, no question about it. And and look, before we look ahead to who's probably coming this weekend and, and who is on the radar, LSU did have two well-thought-of big men on campus. You spoke with one of them, Wofford transfer B.A. Mack. They also had uh, Nevada Center and uh, one-time Texas Longhorn Will Baker on campus. Those two guys, top targets for Matt McMahon and his staff, both at very different places in their transfer recruitments, it seems like. Yeah, BJ Mack talked to him. Um, he has laid out his uh, schedule for visits over the entire month of April. He has the commitment date of May fourth, so it'll be interesting to see how it you know goes throughout the coming weeks. I believe it's Alabama, Iowa, South Carolina, and Arkansas are the other four teams in the mix here. So plenty of competition for LSU. 
Arkansas just picked up its fourth transfer player today. I don't know how many more spots they're going to take. Um, BJ Mack at Alabama feels like a weird fit. So I, I think they have a real shot here. I think they're going to be in contention. Uh, he's from North Carolina, so the South Carolina pool maybe um, could be there. But B, I think they're in a good spot for BJ Mack, obviously still with, what, three weeks in his recruitment. Uh, Will Baker, Nevada, like you said, he's an interesting one because he is a true five-man, which they're going to need, especially with Sean Phillips entering the portal um he can score the ball at a really high level he's an experienced guy he was really highly touted come out of high school in austin going to texas um and you know it would give them a little bit of a scoring punch at the five uh which obviously kj had last year they're looking to replace that either with bj with will baker maybe with both so yeah that's kind of the outlook for those two right now i think will baker is someone a lot of people have said lsu is in a really good spot with i tend to agree with it but I, I don't think they're done looking at the center spot yet. Yeah, I don't think so either. And and look, we transition into a, a guy who Baton Rouge uh, area folks probably know well if you keep up with the high school basketball ranks. Carlos Stewart, who's from the Dunham School. Uh, he was out at Santa Clara. He knows Jordan Wright well. They were obviously both Dunham School products. He's now one of the top targets after entering the, entering the transfer portal. And that uh, backcourt, you know, retooling uh, could not be done uh, with him being a Baton Rouge guy. LSU sits in a good spot from what we're hearing. What do you see out of him when you when you turn on the tape? Yeah, 15 points per game. Santa Clara coming out of the West Coast Conference, uh, a very, very capable team. I believe they came in third or fourth in the conference last year behind Gonzaga and St. Mary's. So obviously capable competition. This is not any different really to me from uh, Jalen Cook coming from Tulane, very similar competition levels to the AAC and the West Coast Conference. Um, I think he's six foot one. You know, they already have Jalen Cook there. I could I'm interested to see how they would use him if they can get him on get him on campus, how they want to play it, because the backcourt obviously with Jalen Cook being the way that he plays at six foot. Carlos Stewart being the guy who could score the ball efficiently can handle the ball as well. So you have some options at the guard spot there, but at the same time, you know, how many of these guards can you accumulate? How many do you really want? Which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about another one soon, but uh, that's going to be the interesting thing to me is they're courting a lot of these guards. You know, how many of them do they end up actually taking? But Carlos Stewart, like you said, seems like one that uh, seems a little bit too obvious for me <laughs> to, to yeah. not for them not to get it. No question about that. Mark Abram uh, out of Ole Miss is still an option. He hasn't committed anywhere just yet. Uh, but they're also targeting a guy that, you know, if you guys are subscribers on the Bank Tiger, you heard about him, what, probably two weeks ago. Joe Girard out of Syracuse, one of the uh, top guards available, top real three-point shot makers. Um, he is set to take an official visit to LSU this weekend. That's a big one for LSU. We know they need help on the perimeter shooting the basketball. Yeah, they were uh, under 33% shooting the ball from three last year. I believe like 250th in the country, somewhere around there in three-point percentage. Uh, the offense was obviously not good, but not only were they bad last year at three-point shooting, K.J. Williams was their best three-point shooter, and obviously he's gone. Then Adam Miller, who wasn't great last year, but at least was capable at times of getting hot, is gone. So really you're only left with Cam Hayes and now Jalen Cook as the only two guys that can really shoot the ball. We'll see what Tyro Ward becomes. But perimeter shooting 
is almost not negotiable at this point for Matt McMahon and the staff. You have to find shooters. You have to find um, a variety of guys that can shoot the ball and can be in different situations. And that's what makes Gerard really interesting. I mean, he started 123 games for his career. I mean, four straight years of starting at Syracuse. And Syracuse hasn't been, you know, Syracuse of old. I'm not saying that they're a juggernaut, but still, we're talking about a guy that's put up 16 points per game and shot seven threes per game last year on a 38% clip. I mean, even if he's just, whether he's coming off the bench or whether he's starting, he's someone you want on your team. You kind of just figure out the rest from there. And that's what I've talked to. That's what I've mentioned with adding all these, you know, smaller guards that can all score the ball. It's kind of like, how do they all fit if you get all of them on campus and get them all playing together? That's going to be the interesting thing. But ultimately, this team desperately needs scoring. And uh, Joe Girard, if nothing else, can score the ball. Can score the ball for sure. And we save the best for last because he is coming off of a championship run. Yes, um, right. And 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 I know this one might be emotional for you, but LSU in the mix for another big man, one you're very familiar with out of uh, North mm-hmm. Texas. Yeah, Abu Usman uh, out of North Texas, 6'10 center. Um, he's originally from New York, which is what makes this interesting. Um, he started – Two, uh, two of his three years at North Texas, really, really good, uh, good player, kind of back to the basket type post, um, good rebounding, good defense. Um, but you look at the other schools that he's been talking to, a lot of them are big East schools. And that's what makes me kind of hesitant for LSU's chances. I think they're, they're planning on getting him on campus at some point. Um, but it's, it, I think it will be hard eventually to get him away from the East coast because I think ultimately entered the transfer portal kind of looking to get a little closer to home, but obviously LSU maybe in the SEC can offer him some, maybe something that big East schools can't. So that's the whole thing. We'll have to weigh. We'll have to see how that goes. But um, I, I don't think they take both Abu and Will Baker. I just, I think that would be maybe asking a lot, but uh, so maybe they, they try to get one of those two and maybe he's a backup to Baker or, backup option to Baker and you kind of go from there, but that's kind of how I'm reading it. Big East schools. He's from the East coast. It'll be interesting to see if they get him on campus, how that goes. Yeah. And he is headed to Seton hall this week. Uh, the rumor is he might end up at LSU next week. So we'll again, see how that recruitment pans out as well as the rest of the transfer portal process for McMahon and his staff. They're, they're working it. They're, they're in contact with a lot of guys. We'll be there to follow it for you guys every step of the way on the bengaltiger.com. So be sure to subscribe to the site and keep hitting that subscribe button to our YouTube channel as well. Doesn't cost you a thing and you get, you know, some above average uh, commentary and content uh, on your YouTube channel. So appreciate all you guys who have pushed us over 3,500 subscribers on our YouTube channel. We will be back next week with another round of podcasts for you guys. So hope everybody has a great weekend and we will catch you next time on the Bengal Tiger Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.